Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date in the world of social media. Today, we're joined by Chad Ia Peterson, and we're going to explore what storytelling means for business. We're going to be covering and all the breaking down the elements of what makes a good story tips on you how you can improve on the skill for yourself and your job and why your brand needs a storytelling strategy for 2022 how are you doing today chad i'm so well, i had so much fun hanging out with you at denver i'm so glad that we got to you to have you on the show i know it's been a long time a lot of people you know we since we got to hang out a lot of people don't know that jeff c and i we go way back and actually the the way we met is i think it was was like 1997 or so, I was Jeff's what? stunt double when he was the floor manager at Chuck E. Cheese. That's right. Oh yes, exactly. He was the he was the animatronic, wasn't he? That's that's, that's what he was, right? I he acted. Was the Chuck- as, yes, yes. So, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about storytelling, as you can tell. But if you don't know who Chad is, uh, following a hardcore snipe hunt, a botched pizzeria robbery, two years in a bear suit, and several moments atop a six-foot unicycle, Chad E.L. Peterson, uh, a.k.a. the story catcher, discovered the compelling power of stories. And today, Chad helps you find and craft the stories you didn't even know you had to create deeper connections and open a portal of belonging. So now Chad is... He's 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 funny, and he's got a quirkiness about him, but he is such... I was so impressed with your speech at... Uh, Social Media Day Denver. So, I mean, I really was. That was a great presentation. You are a natural storyteller. So I'm excited to have you on the show today with us. Oh, I appreciate it. That uh, that means a lot. It's, it's I mean, it's it's no, uh, uh, you know, butt massage uh, story, <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, if you, yes. We'll we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> Grace, okay. Have, yeah. Okay, Chad, in, in this hardcore snipe hunt, this botched pizza robbery and these two years in a bear suit how did you discover the compelling power stories how did you become the story catcher in all this wow that's that's a great question i don't know that anybody's ever really asked me that one i i think it just became you know in my career and the the quirky path it's sometimes the the unplanned uh things that end up being the best things, um, which is actually kind of what I share with people with their stories. You know, it's it's the things you you didn't realize were there. And f- as far as the storytelling, it became more of a thing where p- other people were telling me, "You're great at telling stories. You're good at connecting with people through telling stories." And 
getting other people to share theirs. And so it was, it wasn't anything I was trying to do from a business perspective. It was me just kind of being me and then other people being bold enough, I guess, to say, Hey, um, there's something there. So I, I, I guess that's how it happened. I, I was raised in a, in a family and with some friends who kept me on stage. We did a lot of theater. Um, it's, it's just become a natural part of me. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Well, you are a, you are a natural storyteller, and some of our friends uh, are here. And Gabe says uh, he was wonderful guest on with Mike Alton. Are you going to give stickers away today? So already people are wanting uh, stuff from you, uh, Chad. So um, well, that's you know, hey, Gabe, it's a it's a uh, it's it's obviously I did a really poor job of that uh, time with uh, Mike Alton because he was my guest. Um, oh, so. Uh, <laughs> That's so I've and, got to and work Ian, on taking more control of my show. That's right. So you weren't <laughs> even there. So um, Ian goes, if you're going to rob something, why not go for something more lucrative like a bank or a casino rather than a pizza place? So are you going to talk about that story later or are you just going to leave us hanging? We talk about whatever anybody wants. If you read that, it doesn't say anywhere that I was the robber. Oh, Oh, so you were robbed as in the pizza place or were you just like a, were you a, the, the car man? Was, I mean, what he, was he the was deal? The, he was the pizza. Oh, he was the pizza. Yeah. I was, I was running the uh, digital component of the whole heist. Uh, we hacked into their system, make sure we turned their security cameras off, you know, before we uh, swiped right. all the pizzas from the buffet. No, I, I was actually, this was way back in the nineties the uh, when I was a young guy and I worked for a pizza company, a buffet style pizza place and uh i had just locked the door just locked the doors uh when three guys uh showed up masks on um and uh, machetes uh which was actually to me seemed more scary than the gun component um you know it's like wow this this uh if you're gonna kill me i'd rather it be quick um Maybe they brought them to cut the pizza. I don't know. Right. They didn't. They weren't able to get in, and that was where the botched component of it was. But uh, it uh, left a left a scar for sure. Well, um, I can remember we had one. We had one employee that for our with us. He ran track, and I told everybody to go to the back, and he went to the back, and then he ran out the back door and took <laughs> off. Which we had to obviously get on. Lock the later. door. Like, did he lock the door behind him, or yeah. did he just leave it wide open? But the, well, it automatically locked. Okay. But it's like, dude, you, you, you didn't know if anybody was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so, way to be a hero, bro. Like, <laughs> there you go, Ian. You, you chose fight, and he chose flight. So there you go. That's right. <laughs> so as we get started, so, so one of the things about storytelling is, you know, I, we you also want to tell a story visually, and one way that you can do that is with our pals over at Ecam, who's helping produce this show. Um, you can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecam. They're the ones that allow me to do all these cool camera switches, bring up these lower thirds, and, you know, and actually when I record it, it separates the track from my podcast. There's so many cool things. They just had a new release, so make sure if you haven't checked out Ecam in a while, you need to go check out because they've got a bunch of new features you can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam by the way so um we've got some great we've got some great comments already coming up here so grace this i'm oh, gonna kind of steal your your opening thunder here because this is a question i think and this is from marissa that ties right into what you're going to ask chad yeah. but chad how do you determine what stories are the one to, ones to tell wow that's you know 
that's that's a tough one um, because depending on the audience and what the the, the goal is, um, obviously that plays a big part. Um, I've told stories before that didn't resonate, but at the end of the day, um, my personal feeling on it is that as long as it's appropriate for the situation, right? You don't want to tell about your wild escapades uh, during your college years if you're teaching a you know six year old Sunday school class, right? You just want to make sure that everything's put <laughs> in there. Yeah, <laughs> the right probably not. I'm going to go with definitely not. But you know we're all different. Um, <laughs> so so context plays a big part of it, right? But at the end of the day, um, when you share a story that's yours, um, you're sharing a part of yourself and nothing builds relationships and connection better than when you're sharing a part of yourself we just we're built for story we're wired for story um you know i often you know start out a presentation giving a shout out to mom you know for all the nights she tucked us into bed and read that latest uh white paper or uh, google study right you know and you know she didn't do that she told us stories um because they comforted us but they also connected us um, stories of just for, for me, uh, Jeff and I, uh, will always have Denver, you know? Yeah. Um, and there'll be a story there of, of how we met. Um, so d- determining which ones are right. It, it's Marissa, it's just got to come down to the context of what the situation is. Good. Go ahead. Grace. So, I'm sorry. Oh no. I was like, so building on this in many stories, because we are talking about a storytelling strategy for your business or a brand. And in many cases, stories about businesses and brand tend to be about personal struggles on the way up. I'm thinking about how I built this, right? One of my favorite shows that I, other favorite shows that I listen to, and all of it is really, and sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're poignant, but it is all about the struggle. Do stories necessarily have to be sad or traumatic to resonate? I mean, I know some people, uh, tend to be more private than others and don't necessarily want to talk about the awful experience or make an awful experience the cornerstone cornerstone of building their brand or building the story of their business. Like, do they necessarily have to be about struggle? No, of course not. I mean, the, the struggle, I, that's a, a, an interesting word. For, for a story to be compelling um, and to truly be what, you know, purist i guess would call a story there there does have to be some kind of obstacle that was overcome right there's always a hero in the story that main character and there's a there's a goal there's something that character is wanting to achieve or make happen or sometimes a conflict or something that has gotten in their way um so you know there has to be something in the way it doesn't have to be successful either that's another thing you know the story to be a story doesn't necessarily have to end with triumph Uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. they end with uh it didn't work Mm -hmm. um you know it's what is the audience going to connect to in that particular moment you know there's lots of people who have failed we've all failed and so sharing stories of moments where you didn't overcome the tragedy or you didn't make it to the goal Maybe you learned something, though, along the way. And so you're sharing that story. And other people who've been there, 
now they don't feel alone. Now they feel connected to, you know what, this guy's doing well, but he had moments where he failed. And he's also willing to share those as well. They can be funny. They can be um, somewhat uh, appear to be completely irrelevant. Um, when I share the snipe hunting uh, story that Jeff heard, you know, is it really a business story? No, but it, it talks about my character um, and who I am as a person when it comes to saying I'll do things that I'll say I'll do. Um, there's not any business component to it. It's just a fun story with a little bit of a message. So, right. So, uh, one of the things, so I just, um, went, I just spoke when I was at Disney to at, at momentum with Lou Mangello's community. And we did a kind of a storytelling workshop and one of the things that I think is important, I think you need to have an elevator pitch, right? You need to have like what, what your business is and what it's about. That's important. But one of the things I encouraged the, in the workshop is we got everybody together and went around the, the table and talked about what's their story. What's that thing that connects um, people to you? Like Lou's story is he was right. a big shot lawyer, wasn't happy, kind of gave it a really cushy, lucrative job up and did this thing at Disney and made it successful. That's his story. That's his in a nutshell. And that's what everything kind of filters through. So I think it's important to, you know, for us to figure out what our story is. And I talked about signature stories. Like I talked about my chiropractic story that you referenced at the beginning. And I tell that story all the time. One, because it lets people kind of relax and kind of know who I am. It's okay to laugh and that kind of stuff. And, but it's one of my signature stories and I have a couple of them. So I, and Sabrina says like, here she goes, I have a million stories. And I think a lot of people have all these stories. And like you said, like some of them don't have anything to do with business, but let's break right. down kind of like the elements of a good brand or business story. So talk to us a little bit about it, like story structure, mechanics of writing or producing a good brand story. Um, does it, you know, what does that entail and and what ruins a good story like we've all seen people who've like started to tell a story and you're like please stop just please stop oh absolutely you know? absolutely you know? and sabrina that's awesome by the way the, the millions of stories and that's one of the things i actually run into quite often is people that it's completely the opposite right they, they don't feel like they have stories that they need they can share or that are worth sharing um and that's what I, I spend a lot of my time with clients more trying to um, dig down and find the story or sometimes the story behind the story, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the real why behind their brand or what it is that they do. And so one of the things uh, a lot of the brands, of course, up front make uh, as a big mistake is they make the brand or the product um, the hero. Of the story yeah. so the first thing you want to make sure is that a person is the hero of the story um, if it's your story it would be you if you're sharing somebody else's story um, they were involved with your business or your brand then it's theirs if it's a customer um, then they're the hero um, unless somebody that works at your company was their hero <laughs> but the product is not the hero the, the example I give um, and I guess some of these younger generations now um, uh, haven't seen Star Wars, so I'm, I'm starting uh. to realize that, and that's become an incredibly painful thing to uh, deal with. Um, but when you go and watch Star Wars for the first time, you know, the old ones, you leave, you want to be able to use the Force, but the Force <laughs> isn't the hero. 
right? You want to be Luke Skywalker, and you want to be able to use the Force. And what a lot of brands instead is they would make the Force the hero. And you can't connect to an object. You can't connect to a brand. You connect to people. So that would be the first thing. So I would make sure that you're the hero. And if whatever the product is that you're, you're selling or using helps you achieve what it is you're trying to do, then that's the tool, uh, the sword in the hero's hand that helps them slay the dragon. So that would be the first thing is make sure that you've got it crafted from that perspective. Um, so I, I want to just ask about that. So you talked about, you know, not the force is not the story. It's the tool. So there's also the flip side of like, and you said to make the story about yourself, but a lot of times we, you can go too far and we've all known those people and we've seen them, especially on social media of it's always about them. So how's the balance of when you tell a story of connecting and you, and you even mentioned at the beginning talking about, you know, the struggles, like when things don't actually work always the way you want them to and having a place where people can connect with you, where's the balance of that? Because, because I've seen it go the other way. It's like some of those posts and we could probably name names if we needed to of, of, you know, it's always about them. It's always perfect. It's always, you know, you know, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, but it's about them. So, I mean, how do you find that balance? Yeah. Um, that some of that, I think becomes that, deeper than just a storytelling strategy that can be taught. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those, I, some, in some instances, a lot of those instances, I think that goes deeper uh, <laughs> just into the individual person and who right. they are. <laughs> gotcha. Um, you know, some of us are just very much about ourselves and about who we are um, and making sure everybody knows how great and wonderful we are. We put on these, these personas um, and make, I, I think that goes deeper than just a storytelling component. The you know the best at the end of the day, the, the, the purpose of the story is to build relationships that are um, founded on a, a deeper level of trust that then make people say, "I want to do business with that person or that brand or, or whatever the case may be." That they relate to it. They oh, they get me. Um, so I would say that. Well, yes, there's moments where you need to share your story, the the higher level thinking and the goal. Um, Mark Schaefer would agree with this. We know his book, uh, The Uprising. Right. Uh, the, I'm sorry, that's his. That's that's the event we go to. Marketing Rebellion is the book. Um, th- that the word of mouth and the customer story it needs to become the marketing. So the the next level of that would be to start searching out and asking other people their stories as they relate to your brand. If you can get those, that's much better. I, I mentioned the window or the portal of belonging, um, and there's just nothing more uh, strong than um, asking someone else uh, their story. So that would that would help you get away a little bit from yourself. Um, so, so, Ian, yeah, so... That's a, that's a, I know we're asking all these deep questions, and it's just—I mean, I'm gonna—I'm gonna put you on the spot and get these deep questions. So Ian no, has that's this. Fine. And then uh, this is from Ian. Ian's a great example. You know, just an egotistical self. I'm oh, 
Oh, sorry. Did you he's say here. he's watching? Yeah, he's here. Oh. So um, yeah. he goes, this, this is a great question. Do you think we are too close to our own situations to effectively tell our own stories? So perhaps that's why we need people around us to help tease out those personal stories. One of the things I did in this that chiropractic story that I we referenced before came from is I'm, I asked friends, like, what should I, what is a funny thing that is about me that I've a story that I've told you that I think I should do. So I asked, I kind of crowdsourced what I should talk about in my presentation. So would you like Ian says, are we too close to our own situations? What would you tell Ian to do if, if he's having trouble st- finding a story? You know, Ian's Ian spot on. Uh, that is consistently the problem is we're too close to it. Um, not only from two, two perspectives, one that you brought up, Jeff, that we become so self-centered um that we don't realize how egotistical and arrogant and obnoxious we're sounding um but the other side of that is the i don't have stories um and the problem that happens there is that that's that's everyday life right you're just you're just living life and you don't recognize uh, those little moments that actually might have a story component to it. So um, as as you get to a, where you can start to recognize those, one of the things I encourage people to do is to keep like a, a journal or I use a Google sheet, you know, on my phone. And either at the end of the day or in the moment, if you can, just jot a few things down of, wow, uh, this happened today. Um, this is the impact it had on me. Just a few details so that later you can come back to it. And if you feel like, you know what, there's a story there, then you can put it together and, and make it something that you want to share um, because we forget them because they're just life. Um, so, yeah, Ian, that's that's a huge piece, having somebody else who can help dig those stories out. And I'll tell you what, that, that's my favorite thing to do with people mm-hmm. uh, because you can you can tell when they've gotten when they stopped thinking for lack of a better phrase and just started sharing um i can give you an example i was shooting video in vegas for a, a company uh a couple weeks ago and while i was there i asked their marketing person if we could get the ceo's story of how this all came about and they said, yeah, let me talk to him. And so we talked to him and immediately they went into CEO business mode, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what's, what's the purpose? What's the goal? And we said, um, just to connect with people and just let them get to know you on a more personal level. Yeah, but what's the, what's like, what's the, the whole purpose here? What, what, what's, what are we trying to tell them? And their marketing person Bless her. She said the best thing. She goes, we don't know yet. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's great. He's like, well, what, what is it that you want me to say? What, what's the, you know, what's the script? And then, then I was like, okay, now I'll be bold and I'll say the same thing. Right. We don't know yet. And so I, I started to explain to him, I'm going to ask you some questions and, and there's, I'm going to just dig deep. I'm going to dig deep and you may tell me something, but I'm going to ask you, well, why did you do that? Well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but but why? Why did you make that decision? What what was going on? And I, I remember vividly, we sat there and we started talking and he started giving this, you know, just this is how we started and blah, blah, blah. And we wanted to connect people and blah, 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 blah. And 
<clears throat> we just kept digging, kept digging and digging. And then all of a sudden his body language changed. He went from, to he was leaning forward and his, there was like this twinkle in his eyes and he had a little smile and just his whole demeanor changed as he started to remember this moment he hadn't thought about in a long time and he started laughing and making little jokes and he like he forgot he was like ceo guy he forgot right. the camera was there and he just started sharing this really cool story of how he came up with the idea of what it was he wanted to build um in fact he even got so uh loose with it that there was somebody who had kind of let him down but because he was let down it caused him to come up with the idea he was still he's like i need to remember to send that guy a thank you night for a uh, thank you note for sucking <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what that reminds me of is uh when you're an adult and your parents start telling you real stories about what actually happened oh, like yeah. growing up like like their stories and you're just like whoa what, what who are you what is going on yeah. um gary has a really great question here chad it's he asks what if your customers are large corporate and reluctant to go on record or secretive about telling their story. And I understand this working for a software company. I know that a lot of our listeners here either run or work for B2B or service-based where they're trying to empower their clients to do something, but they don't necessarily, uh, they're pretty reluctant to talk about what they're doing or what they're, you know, what, what um, I guess, secretive about telling their story. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> You know, there. You, obviously, there's there's articles, there's books, there's all of these things. You know that you could send them and tell them and blah blah blah. But one, they're probably not going to read it, and two, if they do, um, they also may not buy it. Um, honestly, the best way is you have to be a little sneaky. <laughs> And that <laughs> you do, you have to be a little sneaky. If you can get your big client and the people who are, you know, the ones with the, you know, uh, they you know, their head up their butt or whatever you want to call it, you know, that they're just right so tight lipped. They're, you know, we have to keep this image or whatever. Um, if you can get them alone or in a setting where you can just talk with them then if you lead the discussion right and you make it about them because i don't care if they're all secretive deep down they want to tell it they want to share it they 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 want to talk about themselves we all want to we love when somebody else is interested in us and well, I've, so I've had moments like that where I've, I've sat and had those conversations and just started talking about them and they started sharing and when they started sharing something and you start digging and say, well, why did, well, so what was it about that? Why did like, I, I feel like that's was incredibly important to you. What, why was that so important to you? Well, you know, actually when I was younger, blah, 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 blah. Wow. How, how did that happen? What, what was the situation? And you just, you start, you, you start digging. They don't know you're digging. They just think you're interested, but you're also digging. <laughs> and at the, at the end, that's when you have to make them realize that was so impactful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. I feel like we've been doing business together, but I feel more connected to you than 
than I ever have. This is, that was incredible. And not only that, but like, I even think differently about your business now that not understanding that part of it, we, we need to sh- share that mm-hmm. with others. Mm-hmm. Um, if they see how it affected you, then you can try to sell them on the fact that it will do the same for others. That's, that's what I've done. So, but to I just tell that. them you need to share your story, they're like, whatever. Just have a conversation with them and get the story. So r- real quick, because you mentioned you're doing video. Um, one of the things that I used to do, and I don't know if this is ethical or not, but I did it, um, is that I would turn off the red light that would, you know, the, the record, you know, most cameras had a red button that would flash like when you're recording i turned that off and i would set up the camera beforehand and i just ask like what you were doing asking those questions go like well why did you do that i mean you know like yeah they're getting set up you know we'll do it and i would record it all and that's when i would get most all the takes and everything that i would want to and so and a lot of times i they would say okay when we start i'm like i'm done i've got what i needed and they're like what i was like i was recording the whole time and they usually i never had anybody get mad but um you may use that a little bit to you know be careful but you know let them know that you're recording but but i don't know have you ever done that chad i mean have you ever like said oh by the way i've like, been recording the whole time you're like jeff c comes over for dinner and then you like have to go and like look for bugs in your home that's right i'm like i because I, I might need it later yeah i might use it so no. i've never done it like that um i wasn't I sneaky have, about uh, it i just would i would just hit record and turn off the red light and that's and i'd be talking to him that was it i wasn't mm-hmm. like i wasn't bugging their office so grace all this stuff before um, the show it's recorded I, I, but yeah. we've done you know i i did some things for um for an, a group of uh emergency rooms and oh, yeah, the the goal the goal of the whole thing was they wanted to showcase the things that the doctors did in the community when they weren't working to kind of, you know, tell the community, look at us, look at what we do. Um, we love the community. And so first of all, the doctors, none of them wanted to even do it. Um, <laughs> right. they didn't want to be on camera, but they kind of got like yeah. this directive from the, the higher ups. You're going to do it. And so I, I got them, uh, with the camera. Now when I'm shooting things like this, I actually will use a, a phone, so it's smaller, it's less intimidating. Um, and then I'll kneel down at the same level, kind of off to the side, and just tell them, hey, just you and I are just talking. Don't worry about this. We'll, we'll just talk. And we started going through it. And I, I started to find out, like, these doctors, when they were done working, they were exhausted. And they really just wanted to go home and be with their family. And so they weren't really doing a lot of, like, extra stuff, mm-hmm. which is what the goal was. So I started just asking them, you know, why they worked at these particular facilities versus, you know, a big hospital or, you know, why did they enjoy being a part of this business? Why did they go to school? And it would just dug down. And as, as they would tell me things, then, then dig in. Oh, wow, that sounds incredible. Why did you decide to do blah, blah, blah? Oh, well, what for? And what ended up happening is every single one of them. Um, ended up sharing a very similar phrase, and that was that they loved working at this particular uh, emergency place because they had more time with the patients. And the phrase they all were using was, it lets me be the kind of doctor I went to medical school to be. And by letting them share their stories and their their journey as uh, growing up and wanting to become a doctor and then finally ending up here, 
that actually, so it ended up turning into a whole new campaign. Um, they forgot the camera was there though. Mm -hmm. So I did, they knew we were recording. I didn't go all like, you know, Jeff C stealth mode. Um, (laughs) but you know, but at the same time they forgot the camera was there. Right. Uh, And for me, I think them knowing the camera for me, them knowing the camera there is there helps because I can tell when they forget that the camera's there. Yeah. 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 That's good. And 95% of the time, the moment they forget the camera's there, you visually can see it. And they're now just talking and sharing without thinking. They're just sharing emotionally. And that's that's where the good stuff comes from. You know, we can get into the whole story structure, you know, the beginning, the beginning, middle, end, you know, three acts, you know, introduce the character and those kinds of things. And those those are important. You know, you, setting a scene and creating a visual um, component so that, you know, you can take people into your world where you're going. You know, I share the snipe hunting one, you know, and I, when I started off, I, you know, say I was sitting in my bedroom located all the way at the back of our old 1970s uh, house in Beaumont, Texas, with the shag carpet and the wood paneling with my new backpack, you know, filled to the brim with everything I'd need for my first trip to summer camp. Um, and so, you know, you, you can do, you want to do that. You want to paint that picture. Um, but before you can do all those things, you have to get the story, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So Chad, tell me about all the times that people have told you too much (laughs) and how do you decide, uh, what to keep and what to, delete from these stories? Hmm. You know, I don't, I can't think of a, a time where someone is like just overshared, um, in one of the, you know, one of these situations. I know I've been around people who've overshared, but I, I wasn't trying to capture their story. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it you know, sounds like you were, you're just kind of like, wow, I, it, it's yeah. It sounds like you like for the the doctors. Like you're pleasantly surprised most times. Like when you start digging, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. that that really resonates. And this is like, why haven't you shared this before? Because this is a great connection kind of event. Yeah, and you know, it's depending on the situation. What what does overshare even mean? Like at what point has somebody crossed some line? What is that line? Is there a line? Um, you know, it depends, I guess, on the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, there's times where sharing the fact that years ago you made bad choices and did time, you know, in mm-hmm. jail it might be relevant to the audience and the story that you're telling. And there's other times where that may be better if people don't know that, um, so it's it's a kind of a case by case thing. I don't, you know. Yeah, I think I think it, it is. It's but, very. Yeah. So, Gabe asked this question: Have you ever been in an amazing conversation with someone that was supposed to be on camera and didn't realize the camera wasn't actually recording? Like you forgot uh, you left the lens cap off or something like that. Oh, that's the worst, right? Like, um, yeah. I've even had uh, been was shooting interviews uh, for a client. They were interviewing other people and uh they would start 
doing like preliminary type stuff with them and having these conversations. And I was setting things up or I had stepped away for a second and I would walk back and I hear him like sharing these really cool moments. And I'm like, what the flip? What are you doing? We wanted to kind of get some things lined out. I'm like, yeah, but oh, there's no way you're going to be able to retell that now with the what I just saw. Like, cause like you could see yeah. like their, like their excitement. Oh yeah, this is this. And the other person's reaction is like, what? It's like, no, look, you guys are like, you know, you guys sell dog toys for a living. You're not actors. You guys are not going to be able to recreate what just happened. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so we know who Chad's clients are now. Um, so, so no, Chris, I, I did I not secretly record you over here on the floor. <laughs> so. I didn't secretly record you and I'm getting a lot of flack. Even Sabrina. Who's, I thought, you know, she's like bad boy. So, okay. I, what I really Chris, did is I usually Chris would is, ask. The truth what, is Jeff is recording you right now. The, the, what I would do really, it was like, I would, um, I would set up and they would say like, can I have a run through? And I'm like, yeah. And I'd always, I'd always record when they say, can we practice? Because that was usually the best one because they felt more relaxed. So I, it was yeah. kind of, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I don't go around just secretly like, wonder what I can capture today. No, I don't do that. <laughs> So go ahead, Grace. Well, but I think, but I think in the world we live in, though, and we, Chad and I have gone to a lot of video conferences recently together, and everyone there just knows that everyone has a camera around, and you're just prepared for it. So I think we also live, you, Jeff right. and I, you and I also live in this world where everything, I, any moment we could be recorded because of just the people we know and the industry we work in. So yeah. I don't know that that doesn't strike me as as a bad thing either. So, but moving on to yep. our next. Section, if, Jeff, if I'm about around. improve. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, with, with Chad around. I said, around. especially if I'm around. Yeah. You're the gift capture too now. <laughs> I used your gift. So, uh, Chad, tell us a little bit about that too. I want to take a moment and talk about that. But I have to say, I used your gift in a presentation, your gifts of me at Video Marketing World in a presentation and it like blew all the other PowerPoints away. So I appreciate you for that. Yeah. Tell about that a little bit, what what that is. So look, I got to give the credit to that, to uh, my lovely bride. Uh, She had figured out that on her Samsung Galaxy, there was a native app that would let her take a moment and turn it into a GIF. And uh, I think we were with uh, Aaron Sell and Joel Com and two other you know mar- marketing people. I know you guys know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sh- she had made a couple, and I was like, "How did you do that? What did you do?" And uh, I was like, "Okay, there's something there. That's pretty cool." So the next thing we went to was uh, Social Media Week Lima in 2019, and I shot just random video while I was there and then started going through and editing it and thought, wow, there's some moments in here where people are making some really quirky moves or doing something kind of fun. (laughs) And I turned them into gifts um, and people just really loved it. First, they thought it was so cool that they were a gif. And yeah, I say gif, but that's because I tell people I'm the gif guy and it sounds dumb if I say I'm the gif guy. It doesn't make sense. Um, (laughs) So that's my rationalization. Um, and so then I was able to get a branded Giphy account and then I can upload them and I could tag people so they could find themselves and, and, and do these things. And then Video Marketing World um, actually brought me there just to create GIFs. Um, 
you know what I, I love about them is one there there's a personalized there's a connection right if i if i right. create a gif of somebody else it something quirky happens with our friendship it just takes it to a a, a new level um i think it's healthy maybe it's not um but <laughs> but then they can use them like like grace did um or somebody else you know, because they're uploaded, right? So other people can find them on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or whatever. Um, but they tell a story. And the fun part with a GIF is that they also have the ability to tell whatever story you need it to tell in that particular right. moment. And that's what I really love about them. Well, I think I quit talking to you after you made mine. So I don't know if it deepened our friendship or not. I think maybe if it may have hurt it um, a little. No, but it's there. I <laughs> what, think it's a great way. What, I loved, what I loved about your GIF is that you've told, and this is another power of story, right? You've shared this particular story, um, the 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 butt the story. Yeah, the chiropractic story. Yeah. I, I mean, chiropractor story. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I labeled it wrong. That's right. But That's uh, right. people know what I mean. Um, but I, I, I shared that GIF. And people immediately, just from the motion and whatever it was you were doing, started saying, oh, that's the chiropractor story. Blah, 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 blah. I love that story. <laughs> I think Grace right? said, so, oh, he's telling that story again. Oh, my gosh, is what she said. Yeah. <laughs> just from the hand movements, I knew. Yeah. Yes, the Jeff Jeffs. The Jeff yes, Jeffs. Jeff Jeffs. And the gift guy. <laughs> the gift guy and the Jeff Jeffs. Oh, my gosh. Um, so let's let's go into, because we, we could talk about story. Story is fascinating because more and more um, jobs are requiring storytelling skills on social media. You need to tell a story. Like you said, with the GIFs or GIFs or whatever, they tell a story in, in a few microseconds and people love them and love to use them. So storytelling is this um, huge thing, a skill that sadly, I don't think we're teaching as well as we used to anymore and is becoming more and more important. And I think that's why people like chat are so important to teach this and give great examples. So let's talk about, you know, you know, what, um, how to improve your storytelling skills. So let's say I know I suck as a storyteller, Chad, how can I become a better storyteller? Do I need to have more jokes? Do I need, I mean, do I need to make people cry? I mean, what do I, do I need to have a joke then make them cry? What do I do to become a better storyteller? Yeah. One, start telling them. Um, there, there's, there's, there's books and there's, there's different things out there that you can, uh, read to give you tips. I think there's some things that are for some people are obviously more an innate skill. Um, like for me, um, my wit, um, is just something that kind of comes naturally where like when you're around Jeff, you can tell it's like more forced and <laughs> it's made up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's the biggest thing I would tell you probably the best book I ever read on storytelling um, I'm not saying I've read them all but one of the things that would always drive me crazy is reading a book about storytelling that didn't use stories to tell how to tell stories right um, you know it became too textbook and there's a book called Story Worthy. In fact, I, I, you can see it like a, kind of above my head back there, actually. Um, I have other books, but that one is always like laid out right there in the front. Um, it's called Story Worthy. Um, and uh, this guy's won, you know, multiple awards uh, for his ability to audibly 
tell stories. But the methods that he he teaches um, are incredibly valuable, and he uses story to do it. So you're mm-hmm. you're looking and reading stories while you're learning how he uh, sucks people in using okay. different methods. Um, I would I would let me give you I'll give you one of my favorite things from from him um and and other people share it as well but it really stuck when i read it from him and that is when you're telling a a story is to try to get away from the word and um because typically when we tell something to somebody we'll say so we did such and such and then we blah 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 blah, and then this and then And then, and those are the moments where Jeff, you mentioned earlier, you start kind of going, oh my gosh, when's this going to end? It becomes just a travel log. Right. Right. And so instead of the word and, you want to find moments where you can throw in the word but. Not the same way Jeff did with his chiropractor story. Just one T is all we want. Um, But you want to use that word because now that throws in more conflict. Right. Everything's right. going good, but this happened. Blah, 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 blah. We get to this point, but blah, 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 blah. So the more that you can do that, um, that actually, that alone will help you a lot. So if you go through and you've put a story together and you're looking at it and, or if you made a video, if you try to narrate it and the way it narrates itself is this and then that and then this and then that. Then you need to relook at it and try to figure out where you can add those butt moments. So I would I would throw that one out there. So I like I like adding butt moments. So I'm going to use that now for for everything that I do. My butt <laughs> moments. Oh, uh, you're oh, welcome. I, I yeah. figured I was like this yeah. is going to this is going to play That's way too well for him. Yes. Sabrina <laughs> goes. She also goes. Uh, eyes and pausing, voice, body languages for storytelling is super important. One of the things that I have done, and I almost collect good storytellers like I'll I love going to conferences and and somebody tells a good story I'm like I'll either get the recording or I'll write it down or well I'm like okay why was that compelling like Chad at the end of his um he talks a lot about his unicycle riding which is a great story and, and he weaves that into his his presentation but then he has a very funny and then moving story at the end that you tell that kind of hooks and grabs the audience and I collect, I mean, I didn't collect that story. I'm not going to steal it, but I'm like, okay, why did that work? Why was I drawn in? And I see, I mean, the more you can do that and start taking notes and Chad mentioned journaling before, I think that's super important. It's like, okay, why did that move me? Why did that make an impact on me? And note that, and you don't want to steal stuff, but you want to like, okay, how can I right. have elements of that in my own story? I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, because and, and people are always like, oh, I need to be funny. You don't have to be funny. Jeff Jeff can attest to the fact that there were moments where there was fun and laughter in my presentation. Mm-hmm. But unlike most speakers or presentations you go to at some of these marketing conferences, like I literally end like there's people like crying, like <laughs> right, because right. I shared a very moving moment. Right. Um, and I leave it at that. And people have been like are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, yes, I do because it's different. And what being different and sharing your stories does. And Jeff brought up the unicycle thing that when I share the unicycle story, the, the point of the story, and I'm not sharing it right now because there's some, you know, things that happen 
with the unicycle, but um, that, that you don't have to be the best. You just have to be memorable. And that's, that's where the power of the story comes in. Um, is it Isabel that mentioned the, the eye movement and, and all the, you know, Sabrina, yeah, uh, Sabrina, yeah, Sabrina, I'm sorry, the physical components. Uh, those are important too. So, I mean, obviously if you're audibly telling it or on video, um, you know, if you're a speaker, um, you know, make sure that your movements are intentional. Uh, when it comes to the physical side of telling the story, I see too many people that they start pacing. And I know it's a nervous thing, um, but if you can get in your head, plant your feet. Like just plant your feet and let, let your face and your, 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 your gestures and, and tell the story so that people are right here. You can bring them here. If people are having to do this because you're moving the whole time, right, let them just bring them in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was just glad that she kind of brought that up. So, yeah. Good I love stuff. that. So as I was preparing for having you on the show, Chad, I was I did a quick search on storytelling and what the industry is for storytellers. A quick search of job listings, just top of the Google search, brought up a wide variety of storytelling jobs from digital storytellers, data storytellers, and then of course bloggers, writers, copy editors, video producers. So give us a sense for if you re- recognize this as a skill that your company needs. Like, what do you need to look for in hiring a storyteller and hiring a company to help you bring out these stories? What what things would you look for if you were if you were running a B2B company? You don't think you're very funny. You don't think you're very entertaining, but you want stories about your company out there. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. The the storytelling uh, buzz, right? It's become like. Right. And I worry about that. I worry about it becoming just another buzzword that becomes worn out and you know overused and makes it be a paradigm shift it. it would be a paradigm shift if that happened it would be a it paradigm very, shift right? yeah. yeah the words are very diluted so authentic and transparent yeah. <laughs> right yeah right. um and so you know i've seen some of these job things because i you know i watch and see what's going on and i'll open and, and take a look at them and it's like okay you're really all you did was just tell me you want a copywriter or right. you just said you just changed the name a lot of mm-hmm. companies I'm seeing, they're just like they're adding it to it like it's the, well, we want to do more storytelling. So let's call it this. But the job description is like the same. Right. Um, and so that's kind of like frustrating. Um, but as far as skills, um, you know, I, I think you want to look for somebody who sent you a resume um, that tells a story immediately. Um, if, if they're, if they're sending you resumes or, or things that just list, I did this, I did this, I did this, you know, numbers and don't give at least some kind of a short narrative or explanation of, you know, how, uh, they did it. Um, then they're probably just not natively, uh, prone to, to tell things as a story, um, Give them a situation when, you know, if you're talking to them, ask them, you know, this is what I would ask as how did you end up here in my office? Right. That's a good one. That, that, well, that right took a there bus and see and how they can this, tell it. And then I did that. <laughs> right. I don't know. The door right. was open. And, that's, just and then I did that. And then I did that. And then I did that. Right. Okay. But, and, and so, <laughs> oh, wait, now but, maybe there's something there. Yeah, but so, I went to a chiropractor. Um, 
Um, I'm not saying that because you might, there's might be somebody who can be taught the skill, but, but if you're looking for people who just natively are storytellers, then if you ask them that question, how did you end up here today? Um, and you can tell by the way they answer it if they're just going to be the analytical, well, I took a bus or whatever, like you just said, mm-hmm. or, well, <laughs> you know, as a kid, I was always drawn towards blah, 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 blah. I don't know why. I just like numbers. I remember a time when I was in uh, middle school and my teacher put this complex problem on the board and everyone seemed to struggle with it, but it just came to me and I don't know why. And so I started competing in these, these contests and, but then I also realized that it wasn't cool and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's just, right. you could tell by the way somebody answers, that would be the question I'd ask. How'd you get here? So I think one, so we're going to talk really quick because we don't have much time. And it's funny because Sabrina goes, can this session go for two hours instead of one? So Sabrina, we will definitely have Chad on again, because this is a fascinating thing. And it is something that uh, she wasn't talking about you, Chad. She's talking about me. Um, and uh, I get it. <laughs> just, just so you know, Sabrina, he's filming you. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Um, the, the thing is, is I think one of the things that I think most people, and we're going to talk about this really quickly building a storytelling strategy is that you're scared to tell your story because the story is personal. Um, And I think it's easier to go, yeah, well, my business, what we do is this and this and this, and what do you do for your business? Instead of going, why I started the business is because I wanted to help these types of people. That's more vulnerable. And I think, yes, it's, it's, it's scarier to do, but that is where we kind of connect with people. Like I saw Chad, I always thought he was this weird guy with a fedora at social media marketing world and stuff. And then I heard his story and we sat down each other and we talked. We're like, you know, I did, I, I did the same thing or I'm doing the same thing or I connect this way. Mm-hmm. And it was because we told each other stories and we connected through that. And so that's going to become more and more important. So, sorry, Grace, I went on your, yeah, on me, your section me, here, but you yeah. go ahead. So throw one more thing out. Cause I know you're going to run out of time. I do want to make sure people get that whole portal of belonging component. Yeah. Talk that about there's that. power in sharing your story, but there is, so much more uh, power in asking someone else's theirs. So just make sure I throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, go, go ahead and ask your questions. Uh, Grace, I'm sorry. I jumped on, on your. Oh section. no, it's fine. I was, I was compelled by the story. So I think that's uh-huh, what happens is you get lost in it. I'm like, I don't even know what I was going to ask. I guess wrapping this up, tell us Chad, where we can find out more from you about you. Megan just dropped in the comments that you're going to be in the making a market marketer podcast soon. So our friend Megan powers runs that podcast. So do check it out called making a marketer. So, um, where else can people find you, Chad? Um, the storycatcher.com, um, like any good, uh, solopreneur guy, um, I have a website, but I really need to do more work on my own stuff instead of everyone else's. Um, but it, but it is there. Um, you know, I, I'm on all the socials, you know, if you want to be the businessy thing and, you know, hit me on LinkedIn, um, but honestly, guys, I am all about sharing like my story and, and who I am. And I have no problem with somebody reaching out to me. And if they message me on Facebook and say, hey, I, I saw you on the show today, I'd really love to connect. Let's be Facebook friends as well. Um, I spend uh, probably more time there just because I feel like it's more personable uh, mm-hmm. for me. 
Um, you're, I'm not a spammer. You're not going to get blasted with a bunch of... Uh, in fact, I mostly tell people, go try and find uh, some spammy business thing that I've ever posted because uh, I just share me and I'm just about the relationships that we can build from stories. That's literally how this my business has been built is mm. from that. Right. So spell your name because I know that that's how people are going to find you. And saying Ia Peterson okay. does not give it justice. So you go on. <laughs> right. Um, for those of you who can't see the letters on the screen, it's I-L-L-A dash P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N. There are only two Ia Petersons in the entire world. So there you go. There you go. Well, we had to say, because this is also... Why. This is also a podcast. Just uh, we mentioned Megan Powers. I want to also... make sure people oh, listening. See, I yeah, want to know that people right. listening can uh, can find you as well because yeah, Grace, I'm saying uh, the name really I fast. Like, why, I was I was like, why is she having me say it out loud? Like this is yeah. weird. So make sure, you know? we're, okay, it's a quiz that we do for all of our guests to see if they can spell yes, their own can, name. Can you spell your own name? So yeah. half the time I can't spell mine. So That's you know true. it's fine. So speaking That's of funny. Grace Duffy, all things Grace Duffy, where can people find the amazing Grace Duffy? You can um, find me here every Friday with Jeff, except when we do turkey things and Christmas things and New right. Year's Eve things because the holidays are coming up. But I do work for Restream, which is a happy little partner with Goes Well with Ecamm, our sponsor. So you can find me over there over at the Restream site and YouTube channel and everywhere else. And this is a podcast, like we mentioned, so make sure you just go to any of the, your favorite podcast players. Just do a search for Social Media News Live. We should come right up, and we'd love for a rating and review. I would like to give a big shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Ecamm. They help me tell a story every week with the amazing software that we're allowed to bring these lower thirds, different cameras, and it's recorded, and it goes out to all the different places. It's just amazing. So make sure you guys go check out socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Check them out. They're amazing companies. Company. I love them to death. And don't forget, our next show is uh, Friday, December 3rd at 11 a.m., uh, 10 a.m. Central. And we can you can always find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Amazon Live. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Sabrina, for all you guys' questions and comments. Uh, uh, Gabe was here and Chris and all of you who show up every week. We would not be able to do this show without you. Thank you so much for being part of the community. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, Social media. Social media news live.